Hello and welcome to the Volunteer <laughs> Firefighter Podcast. My name is Ash and I am joined by two members of my firefighting family. We have Scott. Hey there. We have Todd. Hello. And we are getting into an internet argument. <laughs> About policy. <laughs> About policy. Uh, and we're on the policy side this time, so that's fun. <laughs> wow. Well, policy is a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupidity. <laughs> yeah. When it's blatant stupidity. I think that's that's always okay. I just hate blindly following policy, though. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's a guide, not a rule. Yeah. I'm always told. Mm-hmm. Not to get into our arguments. It's not even yeah. 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 related. <laughs> no. Well, it kind I of mean, is. well. Yeah. Regarding drones and such. Drones and a fire, fire mm-hmm. ground. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily so. a good thing. Yeah. No. No, for sure. So, yeah. just don't do that shit. Um, <clears throat> speaking of drones and shutting down fire... You guys see all of the the local news. So everywhere around British Columbia is on fire. Uh, if you want to search BC wildfires, it'll show however many we have. Yeah, the the entire province. If you look at the map, basically everything from like the caribou <laughs> yeah. to us is just one gigantic red dot. Yeah, someone set that map and I said, hey, look, not even the fire wants to live in the north. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Sorry for anyone who lives in the north. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's uh, it's really bad right now, and a lot of um, like we're very tourist based here, uh, up and down the valley, um, where we live, and like people need, especially co- coming off of COVID times, people need that influx of tourism. But uh, everybody's saying like, if you're not from here, you should probably go. Um, there's so many people that are displaced by the fires that have nowhere to go. Uh, they just can't house all of these people. Yeah. So yeah. even the city of, say, Kelowna, which is a massive city, um, like compared to us, and they're like, yeah, like if you could leave, you should consider leaving. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they need the hotels and, and such, right? It's and crazy. the problem with our corridor, like then the other adjacent large communities like Kamloops and Merritt and, mm-hmm. and then up north, even like Salmon Arm and all those, all those other places, they have nowhere to go because yeah. all those communities are being evacuated. Um, or like the entire city of Merritt is on alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are... Major highways are getting shut down. Major highways are getting yeah. shut down. The access and egress is super hard. Like, for sure. You know, our connector was closed from the fire, so we had the one route. And one route for us a while. Yeah. Yeah. So the connector was closed. And then what happened up by Lytton? Mudslides. Mudslides, because yeah, so everything's so burnt. Two routes from that were shut down. <laughs> and, and, then, it rained a bit. and then it rained a bit, and yeah, everything came off the yeah. mountain. So, yeah, super, super shitty looking there right right now. But uh, tonight, we actually have a little bit of kind of good news, if, if you will, when it comes to wildfires. Um, story out of Logan Lake, BC. Um, they had a one of the many wildfires that was uh, burning towards their town. And uh, they were really, really good on the fire smart pro uh, fire smart uh, thing before the fire came. And this dates back. There's, I think Scott, you posted on our our Facebook page yep. um, a news story about it. Uh, it's an interview with Chief Doug Wilson, um, and it tells a story about just kind of what what they all did in prep for this type of event and he goes back to uh, previous chief Dan Layton who was it sounds like kind of the mastermind of this and how they put together uh, these uh, structure protection units 
um, how many portable bladders that they had down on the ground yeah. and all of the sprinklers that were set up. Um, Todd, you got something, something on that. Yeah, so that, that fire where they are, um, they're on kind of the south flank. And so it's the um, Tremont Creek fire. So it's uh, 63,000, uh, almost 64,000 hectares. Mm -hmm. So quite a large fire. And that spanned from Ashcroft, Cache Creek, um, and through a whole bunch of other smaller communities along the Thompson River towards kind of west of Kamloops and then down into Logan Lake. So a huge fire mm -hmm. that came towards their community. Yeah, I actually thought when I first heard it, it was like, oh, when I heard it was coming towards Logan Lake, I'm like, well, that's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, like, I don't like being grim, but I'm like, geez, like, they're in a they're in a valley surrounded by pretty heavy timber compared to yeah. what we have. Like, we have lots of sagebrush and scrub that's brush right. and mm -hmm. grasslands, and, you know, we have some timber, but they're really heavy timber on there. Very, very heavy. Um, and not a lot of resources close, close by yeah. right away. I think maybe the only other saving grace is, um, like, everybody's on alert right now. Um so being able to, you know, get some resources mobile to them quickly was also a good thing. But uh, the prep, the pre-plan that yeah. went into that community was, was, was crazy. So it sounds like, um, yeah, the past fire chief did a bunch of mitigations. I think it seemed like he was doing this fire smart, like taking the ladder fuels off and mm -hmm. like, you know, cutting the trees up high. So there's none of that fuel that will go up into the treetops. Um, I don't know if they were digging guard or if that was just part of the video. I don't think they were digging guard. Yeah, it sounded like it said, uh, it was past Chief uh, Dan Layton mm -hmm. um, was uh, doing the initial kind of fire smarting and education with it, like you said, and um, slowly starting to get sprinkler systems in place with all that community effort of, mm -hmm. of doing that pre-planning. So they're always in the roof, too. Like, they put them up there permanently year-round. Yeah, it'd be neat to, to, to actually talk to somebody from Ashcroft, or not Ashcroft, sorry, um, Logan Lake, mm -hmm. to see kind of what they did for that pre-plan. Because that, that's huge for that whole community to do that outlying area of all the permanent sprinklers. And then all they do is they set up their, their lines and get things prepped and, and away you go. Because that's, um, I mean, do you introduce that as a, as a fire smart program? Is it funded by the town? Is it funded by fire department? Like, are are you selling it to these people? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. it'd be neat to see kind of how they're doing it. Like, I don't know if, yeah, if it's, a, if it's a wasp system or are they just, it looked like they were just regular sprinklers. Yeah. I mean, if it's a pipe or something, I don't know. I have to look at it. Yeah, because I know there's, like, the wasp designs, they're designed to place up there, hmm. um, yeah. whether they're gutter mounts or you can have to go up and screw them on and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, looking at and working with the sprinkler systems, there's nothing saying that anybody couldn't just build a permanent fixed structure yeah. and then just run a, a condo line or a garden hose up to it when you're ready to go. Yeah. Because it said it saved them days of preparation, saved forestry days of preparation. I don't think all those portable tanks were from them. I think a bunch were brought yeah. by forestry. Yeah, no. That's yeah. kind of the way the guy is. Because they had like 23, well. 26 tanks? Yeah, 20, 26 20 plus tanks. Yeah, it's crazy with, with, with that kind of a number. I, I can't imagine that um, the department in low in. Logan Lake had that many on, <laughs> on hand, but uh, like they ended up getting. If Bob's listening. Yeah, Bob's. That's all the portable bladders. It always gives me grief because I want more portable pumps, and portable <laughs> right? tanks. Yeah, so these guys have them. I'm not asking for 26. <laughs> I just want just one, one or two. two. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so they had like 25, 26 yeah. um, in play when the fire kind of made its way to town. Uh, they also ended up. I think the closest was uh, 
the, the closest threat to any structure was like 30 feet away still. 30 feet, yeah, so right. that's kind of like the length of their, their guard, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. uh, dug or wet. Um, yeah, really good pre-planned prep work. Uh, again, I'd really like to either talk to somebody from uh, Logan Lake, so if any of our listeners are from the area or were uh, stationed out there when this was coming towards them, it'd be really interesting to see and hear kind of what, what all went into those those kind of 24 hours because I think that's all it really was. was it was burn over quick and it was over. Yeah. Obviously, the fire is still rolling. It's just yeah. passed through yeah. their, their area. Yeah, because they said basically what would take a normal four-day setup to do like an above ground um, a water system, mm-hmm. it took them 24 hours with that yeah. series of bladders, the yeah. connections, running the lines to all the houses, and from there yeah. branching it off into the uh, to the sprinklers themselves, mm-hmm. and then supported with all that heavy machinery and uh, on tactical objectives probably where yeah. the fire front was coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, when you start using those sprinkler protections, you start learning what what they do with that increased humidity and getting things yeah. wet down, and it's amazing watching them work and watch sure. the, well, the videos out there as well, how they save a structure. Yeah. Like this year was kind of my first real experience with the, um, <clears throat> seeing them live in action. Like we've, we've seen the demos, we've seen kind of the makeshift, but, uh, like working with, with forestry, getting some of the S SPU stuff set up, I think was, uh, um, <laughs> was pretty interesting um and i mean the science is there yeah it definitely works and if you can do it ahead of time it's crazy it's crazy crazy easy once it happens yeah. mm-hmm. and that brings us back like we're sitting here joking about bob not not wanting to chief chief bob doesn't want to uh bring any more bladders in or whatever but uh like we are in talks with some of our uh out- yeah. outlying communities to do some of that for years future in our area here because there there's a lot of places that you know we we can protect that we are under contract to protect and then beyond that um for forestry so what can be put in place for the future in our area mm-hmm. um is it a trailer is it each and ind- each individual property is tasked with putting something together uh it'll be interesting to see what what kind of plays out for us because I mean, seeing seeing that that's going to be great ammo to move forward and say like, look, if if you're you're planned, if you're set up early, mm-hmm. maybe that's not going to be every outcome. I mean, that was there was zero structures lost. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Scott says, like you, you hate to be the person that thinks the worst, but looking at that, you think, well, she there's going to yeah, <laughs> yeah, she got <laughs> and nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It'd be neat. I mean, I'm not a real facts guy, but it would be neat to see, like, if there was <laughs> some big stuff up. Is that... Exactly. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> for certain things, like like I'll buy into something when I see it work. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't need to look at the the stats. I'm like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. it was this gallons per minute, and this yeah. is what made it happen. It's like whatever. Don't give a shit. It works. There you go. Yeah. 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 Proven. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Something like that to see, like, well, what is the humidity? What was the humidity and the moisture, you know, once they started running? And for how long? How much water did you use? For sure. Solely for when we're talking about protecting our areas, what are we looking at? Like, how much water is going to really benefit to that time frame too? Is it too early to turn it on, the pump's on? Yeah. Or is it too late to turn them on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'd be neat. Just because I don't know a lot about it. For sure. Well, and we... 
locally as a structure like structural crew mainly. I think we would be less because what they I from what I understand what forestry does is they set these units up and then uh, they have trigger points. Mm-hmm. And when it hits a trigger point, they turn the pumps on and then they get out of there and then they come back later after the fires burn through yeah. and then they do any triaging or putting out any spot fires. Yeah. Whereas I, I think what we would normally do as a structure unit. And this is what we did on the fire here. Yeah. We threw some, like, basically we found some sprinklers laying around that the homeowners had. We th- threw sprinklers up on their roofs and stuff. We let it run, but we also stayed. Mm-hmm. So we used the sprinklers kind of as our, uh, behind us, you know, our our eyes behind us. Like, they were, it was hosing down the roof and uh, mm-hmm. kind of the that surrounding area where the embers land. And then we stayed in front of it, fighting it on the guard. So, I mean, well, letting it burn down the guard. And also, like, you look at this fire of ours where... You know, it was, we had the time and resources for the area, like for how the houses were kind of spread apart Mm -hmm. with that fire front coming in. Whereas you look at some of these other videos in these communities where this, this, this wall coming in, we're not going to be able to do that. We don't have enough manpower for sure. But again, even with us down on our end, we set up all the sprinklers. Let it do its thing and just kind of hung out and waited. So do you use, because you have a sprinkler protection unit, do you use that unit? Uh, we robbed, um, sprinklers. Well, we have a certain amount of sprinklers and hoses and stuff from our own kits. Right. We use that, but then we needed some more. So we ended up taking some stuff out of the structure protection trailer, uh, to use for our deployment because they were just starting to pull stuff from that trailer uh, right. up the mountain a ways. Right. Uh, and they said they absolutely borrow it for, you know, the day or two. And, right. and then we demobbed it and took it back to them afterwards. Right. Hmm. But. There was one thing in, in kind of our briefing afterwards we talked about is having more of those supplies because yeah. it really makes life easy. And I can see how quickly <clears throat> in a large scale event those can be burned up here. You know, you, you can burn up those supplies quickly, um, you know, considering we were, so the one structure that we were all at the one night where like forestry was there, we had the sprinkler protection going, we had um, they were out there doing some, some tree falling, like they were doing prepping, um, further away or not tree, tree falling, sorry, tree, um, get, getting those ladder fields cut. Oh, the fire um, smarting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to say, and it's not a big place. Like the property itself isn't big. Two, three, four, five, six, six sprinklers for one, that, that one little place. But they had multiple, two or three up on the roof, and then the rest on each point of the property. Mm-hmm. So they were they were going to saturate the roof, um, the the surrounding area, and then right out at the uh, uh, fence line. So, and all of that was going to be ran off of one pump. So they've right. got their yeah. their mark pumps and. Well, then it'd be an ours because a Mark Three crap. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Mark Three because it's three times I've seen it this mm-hmm. this past month not work. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm. yeah, I'm like in our Honda pump. Honda, <laughs> yeah. our Honda yeah. pump started every time did the thing. Yeah. Even the forestry guy's like, can we borrow your pump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, this thing's not working. Yeah. But all all of that was ran off of ours. Yeah, and then it was still had a gated Y where you had an uh, inch and a half that could come yeah. off of it, and you've got hand lines now. Yeah. yeah. So there's a ton of opportunity. Um, like that pump could have done that five times over. Absolutely. Um, and I kind of think that's the Logan Lake mentality is they had the bladder, the pump, and then lines running in. And it was this house gets a feed line and then everything branches off this, this mm-hmm. next one, this next one. So, um, 
So I was thinking, is it would it be something to do? Get sprinklers on, like, cause it's it's pain in the butt to put a ladder up, climb up on a roof, put yeah. a sprinkler on, climb back down. Around here, I can't see us doing putting sprinklers on people's roofs permanently, just because we don't have that. For sure. But I'm thinking like up by our, you know, Brian lives. Mm-hmm. We had that fire come down a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, people were up there with garden hoses. Wonder if there's something we could do in our new unit we might be building. Just have some, uh, even some conduit tube pipes. Like those yep. metal conduit pipes that are mm-hmm. 10, 12 feet long. Mm-hmm. And you just tape the sprinkler to it, <laughs> hook it up, and then line it up to the house. And, That's right. Um, screw it into the house or something? Or just... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all in location, right? It's yeah. where your ember is going to land, where they're going to yeah. tumble down to, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, all the stuff that we've kind of learned is... Um, you know, as you're triaging that structure, uh, that's when you're also drawing your plan on where to put your place your sprinklers. Right. So, so the, sorry, are there, are there sprinklers like are they different ones? Or they're I mean, I've actually looked in your trailer. Yeah, some of them are just like the normal kind of whatever rainmaker, rainbird kind of yeah. style ones, the metal ones, mm-hmm. um, a thirty gallons. Yeah. And then there's some of these other little like I know I call them misters. I don't want the actual name. That's the farm term. From we have them all over our vineyard. And that style, they're a quick little um, plastic clamp that you hook your condo line up to the bottom of it and just have an extendable pole, like those painter poles kind of. Right, yeah. And you, you raise it up, right, clip it on the gutter, mm-hmm. move on, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's the other st- structures with the uh, the metal frame where you can drive into the ground or screw onto a fence post or the side of the right. house. Uh, and then that one as well. That's why with the SPUs, we want to make sure you have a, a ladder. And this is why forestry wants... Um, or they're really investing in the fire departments to do a lot of the structure protection mm-hmm. stuff um, because of the ladders and the ladder training and roof training we have. Like, we can rip that up really fast right. through a ladder at a certain peak and, and away you go. Um, but I think, like, I see a lot of these, these sprinklers that just homeowners and people put up. Everyone sees a sprinkler on the roof and they think, oh, we got to put sprinklers on our roofs. Right. Well, great, but if it's not reaching any of the uh, areas where the embers are going to come in, like under your deck, you know, in the corners of, of uh, say, your, your door, where there's things like That's right. pooling where your kind of leaves always kind of accumulate. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are the areas you need to be fire smarting, keep that three-meter buffer away from your house, and then start um, thinking where you're going to place that, that zone. Yeah. Because when I put that roof, the sprinkler on that roof of that house, it was actually, it was perfect because the chimney was right in the middle of their house. Yeah. So, like, it sat right in the middle, and then the sprinkler, like, we turned it up, it, mm-hmm. it perfectly went right around, hit the deck. Into all the gutters. Landed all the gutters. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it hit everything that needed to be hit, and then it over, actually overshot a bit and landed on top of us a bit. Yeah. So, guys were like, oh. And then, actually, all night long, it just kept that kind of. I cool. saw that when when mm-hmm. Bob took me up there. Yeah. Um, it was a perfect location because it was a nice small house, too. Yeah. So yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah, I went up there, sh- I sh- shoved it on their chimney, and I was like, yeah. someone passing up a rock, and I put it on top of that. And mm-hmm. just ran, it ran great until we lost power because mm-hmm. I was run off. Uh, you guys should actually. <laughs> Approach the homeowners and see if you can take some pictures and stuff to show and to teach, like, hey, this is what fire smarting can yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Like, that Carl, right there would took be some pictures. Yeah. a perfect, like, they they were really switched on. Mm-hmm. Like, they had, the property was, like, really clean. Like, this is all interface location. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, heavy fuel load everywhere. Uh, the one property that we're talk- talking about here, um, they had a really good perimeter. Uh, the... Uh, ladder fuels, all of the fire smoking was done. Um, like a lot of these other properties, when you would go, like you had a lot of work to do to fire smart. Um, there wasn't a lot to do on this one. Grabbed a couple things and made a small pile, 
but it was not even five yeah. minutes worth worth. worth I mean, other than the woodpile, that's about the only one. Yeah. But then, didn't you guys move that to like a little defendable location? And... Uh, we left the wood pile where it was. We moved the tires. I got the picture right here. We moved oh, the yeah. tires in their uh, jerry cans. Okay. Yeah. But the wood pile, we were just like, yeah, it wasn't a very big pile, and uh, it was right next to our pump, anyways. And mm. our pump had a leaky uh, seal, so it sprayed over the wood pile, anyways. For yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's yeah. like we planted that way. <laughs> well, you know, it goes to show you, like we've been like, we've been firefighters for so long, and still, I look at my cabin. And you know where we stack our wood and stuff, and, like over into the ground. There's so much oh, shit oh, everywhere. Yeah. You know, under your under your cabin. I, I was like, I should probably move that. It's like so I've been a medic for how long, and I just started carrying tourniquets in my hunting bags this year. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we gotta start practicing what we preach. Absolutely. But uh, you see these homes that aren't fire smarted. You know, when something moves in, and how devastating it can be. To the ones that are, and it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I think speaking of that, um, not giving away any secrets. Um, so where our guys are right now, our guys are on deployment. Um, there is a little bit of a rough night the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's on the news. It's not like we're telling mm-hmm. secrets. There's a number of structures lost. Um, some of the stories that our guys are telling are, are interesting. We're not going to talk about them, but um, just some of the stuff that's going on in the news. Uh, a lot of homes are lost, and it sounds like a lot of homes are lost because it was so close to that interface. Like, the, yeah. the trees were right up near the house, houses. There was a few um, um, businesses that were burnt. Yeah. Um, so, I think it, that was, you know, it looked like there was a lot of, because um, one of the, some pictures that guys sent back just to us were, um, you could see that it jumped, and they're saying, yeah, it looks like there was maybe just some members, like, yeah. just the way it was set up. There was some that were weird, just like partial part of the house was burnt, part wasn't. It was just, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you, you look at these ember storms, and you know, you kind you hear about it, people teach you about it until you're actually in one. Oh it's yeah. Incredible what yeah. actually falls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't need, need to be that windy, but when that flame front's coming at you, yeah. The amount of debris that starts landing all of a sudden beside yeah. you, and it's fucking hot. Yeah, it's not like your yeah. your uh, campfire. Yeah, no, small. Not a little bit of smoke. It was like yeah. I remember being in that ember storm on that first mm-hmm. night, and I, my my collar, my uh, my uh, coveralls up, and my mm-hmm. our, our our helmets. I know Kevin doesn't like the new helmets because they don't have a the neck on it. The neck thing is not going to help. <laughs> like I, I I pulled my uh, not Belaclava, um What's it? No Colic? neck gator mm-hmm. up. So I'm a neck gator up over my face. That protected my neck pretty good. And then yeah. just but the embers were hitting the truck, hitting everything. Like, yeah. That's why I pulled up the fire extinguisher. And, so you close your doors. <laughs> yeah, I got our windows. <laughs> yeah, Todd drove by at one point that night. He's like, amateur, windows are open. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I think that my preaching wasn't there for the next week. Close your windows. Every time we get out of the truck, I'd yell at somebody, close your windows. Yeah. yeah. I know our deputy chief was always uh, honest. He's like, close your windows, close your doors on every fire scene. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then sure enough, we go up to a grass fire. I leave the, the windows open in the bush truck. Yeah. And it was by a golf course. And the sprinklers came on, and it's sewage water. Well, oh. all in the bush truck. Fills yes. it. Like, water was pouring out when I opened the door. I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Chief. Won't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> At least it wasn't on fire. And I, I, yeah. It could well, be safer. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Still a bit of a strange situation. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so... Yeah, sprinkler protection. I I, I think mm-hmm. people could do like you could do a lot. Like you can do these huge trailers, hundred thousand dollar trailers, or you could just do you know some bins full of 
odds and ends and piece it together as you go? Because I don't think it takes much on a sprinkler, really. No, I mean, I think Especially there's, there's two ways the you could look at it. One, what can we do as, as a small department yeah. for our own kits to yeah. deploy mm-hmm. versus what can we do as part of our public education, yeah. right? Like, you know, you see a lot of departments, they sell these sprinkler protection kits and this and that. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, that's one option. You could sell it or just show them, hey, this is what you can get, mm-hmm. you know, and start building their own and, and make yeah. it more of a defendable structure. It'd be cool to have like a little, like, if you're going to sell it, sell it like a, like a tote, mm-hmm. like a tote that's like red that says like fire department, like on it. So that mm-hmm. way, when we come to your house, it's sitting there. Mm-hmm. We can just grab it, open it up, and start. And that's your house. That's the protection for your house. Yeah, but totally off topic, kind of. <laughs> uh, that just made, reminded me though that some I saw somebody was commenting about um, uh, the homes. Was it, I can't remember. Was it our chat group or somebody? About uh, if you're evacuated suddenly, you know, like a tactical evacuation, uh, to put a note, note out there saying, yeah, that, saw, you know, yeah. we're evacuated, blah blah blah, and any special concerns or comments, so the firefighters can read it and gain right. access to, like if there's, you know, hoses in this shed or a pump in this shed or things like yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Can't yeah. remember where, where I heard that today. Maybe one of my meetings I was in, but no, there was definitely somewhere. I saw mm-hmm. that. I saw that as well. It was on yeah. the news or something. It's kind of made me think, though, that it makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, kind of like when, when we do all of our, our big searches and stuff, like when you, we practice, um, like, Hussar events and stuff. My other years yeah. ago, um, when you go in and you, and you do your markings of what yeah, search, search time, search team, cleared, you know, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. I think they just put ribbons now on a lot of times. I just noticed there's ribbons on all the houses when they're clear. Yeah. Like the ribbon on your door when you were evacuating, you yes. didn't know? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> That's so awesome. Stupid blue ribbon. What's this thing about? <laughs> Getting them off my house. <laughs> they were so quietly. I love it. Well, you hear sprinklers going. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on around here? <laughs> but you know, like, like with these sprinklers, you know, I think there's something to be said that departments, we could really be pushing that more. Yeah. I mean, we have local, we have lots of local irrigation guys. Yeah. Stores and stuff. I mm. think those guys should get in on it. Absolutely. Work with us, build some stuff. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's companies that build these things, and all of it is, is you look at it, and you're like, well, it's a sprinkler that's painted a certain color. Yeah. <laughs> with it's a brand, red and with it's a fire brand name stamped on it. <laughs> charge four times the amount. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there is some cool things, like you were saying, like the gutter attachment, that's definitely something. But do you need the gutter attachment? Yeah, it depends. I, I think, like, depending on where you are, you know, yeah, I might put something up permanently on my cabin yeah. and then just have something accessible so I can run a hose up. I'm not going to leave a hose up because it's going to get weathered and destroyed. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, and then maybe once a year you need to test it. Yeah, yeah. If you could actually get a, like, a, a galvanized pipe and just screw the head right on, just have that as your connector down below, mm-hmm. run it right up the side of the house. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be so, so bad, right? If it was hard plumbed. So all you have to do is just... Hook up down below. Yeah, that's your yeah. sandpipe at the bottom. People are so funny, though, right? They don't like things sticking out in their house that looks weird. Yeah. yeah. They, like, they like a pretty house. Mm. But, or do you like a pretty house or do you want your house? Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty on fire. I mean, it doesn't take us long to put sprinklers up, but at the end, that's the, every, if there's 20 houses, it's a delay every time. You throw on ladders every time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's well, just look at, look at what uh, Chief Doug Wilson said in the video yeah. there. You know, at Logan Lake, like, you know, four days normally, it took them 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Because of all the pre-plan. The sprinklers were pre- already attached. Pre-plan set out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
And what do we say that that fire that's burning there? Sixty. Uh, one of our recent fires you guys know this story it's great tell so, me more so the Brookmere fire that just started which I think is merged now with one of the other big fires burning it might actually merge with the Tremont fire or the White Rock Lake fire it mm-hmm. merged with one of them so this started because uh, there was a dispute between a husband this and wife good. yeah well pa- bad but good so I'm find the quote again. Okay, um, this is from the RCMP officer. Um, police have received reports that a man assaulted a woman, and he was camping that he was camping with, and as part of that, hit her with a fish. Coming <laughs> <laughs> a fish. It gets better. So now the guy's mad. So they're arguing. Uh, the reports to police are the man threw a lit barbecue in his pickup truck bed and drove off, and then the truck got on fire. And uh, bring it to its rims before the fire spread into the bush and started the Brook Creek wildfire. <laughs> so that was just last week. And that's West Colorado, right? No, that's up near Merritt area. So I think that might that's where okay. yeah that might emerge with the Tremont. Oh, okay. So just say I you know, hitting somebody with a fish. <laughs> like, who does that? Well, actually, we're talking about it today at work, and one of the guys goes, fish. one of the one of my guys goes. It's always been on my bucket list to hit somebody with a fish. <laughs> We're like, what? He's like, yeah, like a big salmon or something. It's like, what kind of crappy bucket list do you have? <laughs> I almost had a buddy with a fish once. That's like that, that meme. Like, actually, like... Well, like, I was... We're out on our boat, end of the day, doing a little fly fishing, and I'm casting, and there's all these little minnows jumping, but there's some bigger ones in there. And on my second to last cast, I, I go forward come back and as it touches the, the <clears throat> lake this little minnow grabs it and like like fling this thing back forward and there's a little eight inch or less <laughs> six, six inch fish goes flying past me in the boat and misses my buddy's face by like an inch <laughs> it, was, it was like the matrix so you had to like duck way way back or else this little rainbow trout was gonna burn in the face jesus that fish is old yeah that's funny that's like those so, uh you see those videos when they like put that electric current in the water and all the fish come flying out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It's not, not I think a, it's good for the fish. Not a legal way to fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so SBUs, I guess, is the... I, are they... Is it owned by Forestry? Is that what the deal is with you guys? Like, you guys can use it for a certain amount of time? No, this one is... It's probably owned. It's owned by Wasp. Um, okay. So the company uh, owned. And there's an agreement with the officer of the fire commissioner... Okay. Uh, with the BC Forest, we and then we are we're storing it there. Or you guys can use it for a short amount. We of time. can use it for training, and and a short, I think it's mm-hmm. um I can't remember what the, how many days we're allowed to use it. You got a couple, um, before, couple of days before it starts. Kind of thing out of it. They start yeah. charging or whatever. Yeah, and they charge you it. I have no idea. That's oh. about my paper. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. So, very very interesting. You know. Structure protection, sprinklers, all that stuff. Like it's, it's not flashy. No, it's definitely right? not. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh sweet, I'm gonna go like fight this fire. It's gonna thread this little <laughs> econoline fitting it, together and fire up a pump. It feels professional when you're doing it though. Oh like, yeah, it feels like you're a pro. Like because like even when I was on the roof putting up a sprinkler, it's like it felt like because the guys are down below. I'm taking everything away from the house. It felt like we were. 
well-oiled and like mm-hmm. like a professional thing. Like we knew what we were doing. Like we had a yeah, task. It was we were doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it didn't feel like we were. Yeah, it didn't feel like oh, yeah, I'm awesome on the nozzle and hitting this fire. It's like all right, we have a task. We know what we're doing it, and this is gonna work. And yeah, it's the reasons. smart work, right? Yeah. And then all all of our big water is saved yeah. if everything else fails. Yeah. Right. So like keep that fire truck or that water tender mobile. Um, yeah. or that other inch and a half line coming off of the pump mm-hmm. um, for if everything else fails. Yeah. I found the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around when we did our structure protection training was um, the triaging mm-hmm. of the houses. Like, because it was all about, okay, is this defendable or not? It's like, oh, heck yeah, this is defendable. You know, it's like, well, that's the structure side of me coming out. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll pump our we got this. tender down and, a, and an engine, away we go. However... When you're thinking with the forestry deployments, okay, well, what's what's defendable not? Is this do we need to put resources here to actually defend like a, a big commodity, like a, a substation or a, a, some sort of a big building yeah. that you need to stay or save? Um, versus when you're looking at a house, it's well, it's completely wrapped by cedar hedges and there's debris, and it's going to take me two hours to fire smart this thing. Right. Okay, well, that's not defendable. Sorry, we're yeah. not putting our resources here. We're going to move on to the next. Right. And that's a hard decision to make. Right. I haven't been put in that, but I'm right. sure there's a ton of guys that have. Yeah, we didn't get that either. I mean, we we just defended it. <laughs> those, yeah. those, you know, handful of houses. But it's, I, mean, I feel it's still it's two different things. Like, the training that we were taking was, okay, this is when you're on task and you're going out and doing yeah. this. Yeah, ours is like... Versus a tactical objective, like, hey, now we are going up and providing structure protection with engines. For sure. Right? Like, yeah. it's two different things because the other structure protection that the forestry, um, they get people to do is, yeah, you are out there days before setting up sprinklers, driving around, mm-hmm. and then another team may even come in and finish what you're, you initially yeah. built right. your map and triaging, right? Yeah. And then the crew starts actually setting up or maybe they'll, they'll tweak the plans. Because yeah. we, we practice, like, uh, okay, Where's our water sources? Where's our pumps? You know, draw it on the map. Okay, this is how this is how many sprinklers we're going to use. This is where the bladder and the lines are going to go. And you move on to the next house, next house, next house. So you, then you bring that paper trail back to the next team. The next team goes out and de- deploys it, and then they may may tweak it as as right. you go. And right. that's just not happening in a matter of moments. That's we're talking mm-hmm. days, right? Yeah. So I think we're applying like because we're still we still have other things to do other than wildfire. But <laughs> we yeah, have all the other exactly. Stuff. Yeah. So. We have rescues and all this other stuff. So we, when we go to a fire now, we are getting way better at it. We use that little bit of knowledge we have. Like you guys did it on the Christie Mountain fire. That's right. Fire smart of the place. Yeah. You did limited water usage until the fire actually came to you. Um, I mean, having Carl around was helpful too because he's taken that. That's right. Two week long fire smart course or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. Thank you. Uh, you put, put, put a lot of hours into it. Um, yeah, it's quite a long, lengthy course. Um, and then we did it here. Like same idea. We quick triage, take everything yeah. away from the building. Um, but we're not like, that's not our main job. Yeah. Our main job is to protect the structure and we're holding there. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, I mean, sure the forestry guys feel bad when they lose a house, but to us, it's like really personal <laughs> to a structure guy when they lose a house. I look at it completely, you know, like you just kind of said there, there's a big difference between we had, like we just had the ignition and mm-hmm. it's coming towards a couple structures and we are on our way and you know losing one or two structures that night would have gutted us mm-hmm. you know like so the objective and like the way that we were 
acting in the first 24 hours versus the following 48 is completely different. Um, and again, like if you, if, if that would have went differently and if some other structures would have been lost later on in the fight, it would have sucked. But I think, you know, it, I just feel it'd be a different feeling than if, if you lost right away. Like when you're going out there on the aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were very much... <laughs> we were default um, aggressive. We were default aggressive <laughs> on that. We were going for it. And it worked. And <clears throat> and it was great. And we definitely had our, like, safety fallbacks. And, like, we we weren't going blind aggression. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it's a big switch once that first 24 hours or whatever the time frame is from that default aggressive to, okay, now we have to... That's where those those... SPU units come out and yeah. you can start thinking yeah. defensive yeah. Um, and that's a cool thing that we're really starting to shift to and it's really cool to see kind of coming to life yeah you need both mm-hmm. right? that's the thing like it's like a, lo- a lot of these deployments with that structure protection stuff like I said it's it's time like mm-hmm. you, you've got time you know you're rallying mm-hmm. the troops away you go um, and you're going to these potentially these random houses and stuff that are very spread out versus in our district, mm. not as much, yep. you know, and we can still respond quickly yeah. in our apparatus. Yeah. We're way better at bomb and run right now. We, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like that's one thing I really like. And Bob, I always discuss and, and Bob gets it. Like he understands <laughs> like the, the, the thing we've been doing now with the, what we have a portable tank and we have a portable pump and we keep saying when we have those two things together, what's that's like 5,000 bucks ish with some hose um but five thousand dollars you actually have an engine basically yeah you have an engine with no wheels (laughs) so your engine it's basically your engine engine. it's stuck there so yeah so that's it all you need is a couple guys to to stay Mm -hmm. so you just need the manpower then you don't need so you could like have you know i mean we have the ability right now on our tenders we can drop um well we we have the ability right now to drop two Mm -hmm. uh, two of these kind of standalones Mm-hmm. And fight, and we're talk- thinking about getting one more. Yeah. So, I mean, that's three houses protected. That's yep. right. For yeah. For not very much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, the money out versus the reward, on some of these larger scale events. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, sure, this this side's burned, but look at just to the north of us. Like that fire is now right where it has burned before, mm-hmm. and it's active as all hell. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we're not going to be back down this road again, potentially on that side of the valley. And we still have the whole other side of the valley. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, bolstering our equipment yeah. is not like a just, bad thing. Just dropping that stuff mm-hmm. and then having the engine leave. Yes. Leaving a couple guys behind like you guys did. Mm-hmm. Worked great. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I left a, a little bit smaller crew once the, the, the major threat was through. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were still embers coming. There was still active fire. But it wasn't like that rank four, rank five coming and blowing directly yeah. at you. It was already kind of burned itself around. We uh, were aggressive. We defended. But there was still work to be done. But you don't need to tie up seven guys and an engine and, an engine and a tender. So you can start dropping stuff, peel off a couple of, of the uh, guys off the truck. Now the truck's got three or four. The tender's got one. Because he doesn't have his bladder anymore. Now he's just shuttling water. Mm-hmm. Um, things have settled down. And you leave a couple, you know, th- a three-person crew. Mm-hmm. Can kind of look after that task pretty, you know, 
pretty easily. Because yeah, we essentially did that that night when it burned around us. We after it burned around us, we were like, okay, just... <laughs> we literally just had. <laughs> What's that? Everything was gone. Yeah, we let it, it burn right just, around us. Everything just, was gone. Just so, the we, bladder so, so we left the bladder, the pump, mm-hmm. and a couple guys, and then just told them, hey, if you guys need, like, it's not like we're like, see ya. We'll be back in a week. It's like no, like if you need us, if you need the truck, mm-hmm. call and then the truck will come back to help you if you yeah. if it mm-hmm. if it kicks off again, mm-hmm. or but, something that they can't handle, or the pump dies, or yeah. But to have yourselves tied up in that location because now the pump, the truck is not driving around being able to do recon, mm-hmm. which is stuck there. Yeah, and it's not a waste of resources, but it definitely could be used elsewhere, and it yeah. was so it was really good. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Anything else on that? No. Um, what are we up to for the next few weeks, boys? <laughs> yeah, so we actually tried to plan something for tonight, but uh, as you can tell, I guess, by you're listening to this later in the week, we're even a day or so late. Oh, why? We didn't mention we got a new thing in the room. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know how we don't sound like complete garbage? <laughs> got a new bike. And that's why yeah. we're late, because we had to wait to the store open, because yeah. we forgot all about it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so it was uh, Sunday night, we're like, all right, guys, did we sort out that mic problem? Hey. Nope. <laughs> well, camping kind of happened through the weekend. It so. did, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we had a bit of a work party up at up in the old Todd's property yeah. there. And... A little bit of drinking happened, I think, too. Just a little bit. Oh, man. How about you guys not drown in the river? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's a little bit of wrestling, but not much. <laughs> I just come over to Ash. It's like, if I get it right now, I'm going to drown. <laughs> it's on a rock. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's good times. <laughs> good times. Not by all. We got the new mic. Yeah, the yeah, new mic. That's we're back we're in at. action. Yeah. So we have new mic. Uh, hopefully this sounds all right. Uh, we also have coming up within the next week or so, we're going to be talking with Nick Hilton of uh, previous Brotherhood Academy Radio fame, um, Pierce, fire engine fame now. Yeah. Uh, he was just at uh, FDIC, and he's coming back with uh, some stories uh, from there, so we're excited to hear. And then, uh, as we've mentioned earlier in the podcast, we do have a crew that is out on the uh, one of the fires in our province right now. We've had a few um, a, a few guys go, a uh, couple, couple teams. Um, so I think we're going to bring on a few of our local members, and they can tell us some stories about, uh, um, I guess, the ups and downs. Sleeping mm-hmm. intense. Sleeping intense and... 16-hour deployment. Camp yeah. life. Getting stuck. <laughs> stuck behind the fire line. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it sounds like some pretty interesting story coming. So, yeah, yeah look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and again, anybody from Logan Lake, if you are listening or have access to anybody from there, um, yeah, definitely reach out or put us in contact with somebody. I'd love to hear what uh, what all went into some of that. So, or anyone else that's been dealing with these fires. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It'd be, it'd be pretty all right, I'm sure. Um, it's not just there. There's many pe- people that are doing this. It's everywhere. So The caveat is you can't be weird. You can't yeah, be weird. You can't be weird. you got to be our kind of weird. Like, we're weird. That's true. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it's a good weird. Yeah, not a weird weird. Yeah. Weird weird is weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Modus. Scott. Modus. <laughs> uh, Snagger Tool. Hey, what else they got? They got the old... Uh, oh, I see they have lots of ads for the new seatbelt cutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which we were one of the first, I think, to get yeah. to play around with it. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. 
Yeah, so they got, uh, I mean, the snow control is definitely their big claim to fame. Yeah. Um, seatbelt cutters, door wedges, um, lots of different gear bags. Uh, mini spanners, which mini I love. Spanners, yeah. yeah. Hydro wrench. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of different things. They don't have this, they don't have the radio straps yet. Not I was yet. just going to say, uh, I can't wait to see these radio straps. Or even chest rigs, because chest rigs are big in the... Yep, in, in, in the, the forest line. You need a chest yep. rig in the forest line. It saves your ass. It, well, yeah. it doesn't save your ass. It saves your nipples. Yeah. <laughs> saves your nipples. It does. Well, you, what are you, you coming your radio to? Well, if you're in coveralls, or even just a fire, like the regular um, yeah, no, the Nomex fire uh, long sleeve shirt, they got that long radio pocket, which sucks. Um, it's heavy. It right. pulls down. It chafes your nipple. They're horrible. So, it's like offset that shit. I know, right? Hmm. Yeah. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Drax getting his nipples shaved. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so anyways, <Modus>. Modus. <laughs> But now they can make a pretty sweet radio pouch, Modus, for sure. I bet you they mm-hmm. can. Yeah, ab- absolutely. All right, uh, not a uh, chest rig, I mean. Chest rig, yeah. yep. Because they're already making the radio pouch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They better be. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, I'll uh, poke them on that. Yeah. DTFF5 will get you 5% off. You bet. Todd, stop the bleed. Yeah, stopthebleed.org. Um, go online and see if there's uh, any information near you if you're interested in becoming an instructor. Um, and also go online and check out our YouTubes and stuff on Facebook. Um, and you'll see some of the course content and some of the videos we've made on it. So there's a few simple things that can help save a life, and that is uh, obviously the basics, direct pressure, tun- tourniquet application, and wound packing. Sorry, one other person we're going to try to get on in the next few weeks is Dr. Nick. Dr. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That just reminded me of the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He'll be really good to get an update on, on Kerpa and their new accreditation and yes. all that stuff. So, Yeah, lots happening out uh, in the Kootenays there. So yeah. really good to get him on and have a chat again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with Stop the Bleed, if yeah. you want to grab some gear. Rescue Essentials. Um Lots of great kits, lots of great um, swag on there, all sorts of different suppliers, so you can choose from. That's where I purchased a bunch of our training gear from it, and the um, great packs as well for any of the uh, things you may want to attach to your vehicle, truck, yeah. etc. Ask Rob about the great packs. Mm-hmm. He's a winner of uh, of one of their kits. We'll have to come and talk about when he's on next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Uh, Tanner Olson. Country music out of the west coast of Canada. They're doing a bunch of live shows right now. Trying to maybe get them around here in the next, in the near future. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, check them out on Spotify and Facebook and YouTube. Tanner Wilson Band. Yep. And lastly, got us. Uh, your Facebooks, YouTube, Instagram, TikToks. Um, you're listening, so that's good. But uh, yeah, like, share, subscribe. Shit. <laughs> Listening. That's good. <laughs> good. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> well, you can't listen more if you're already listening. Tell a friend. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, I remember Jocko for the longest time. He used to be like, yeah, subscribe. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, says to yeah. Echo, he's like, you're already here. If they're listening, aren't they already subscribed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a debate over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they're not necessarily subscribing. They're not necessarily subscribing. Yeah, so. There's always that like, share, subscribe, merch link in bio. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but do all of those things. It gets us, uh, if you give us a rating, if you 
if you like whatever it it's, helps with the algorithm gets us in front of more people mm-hmm. um which allows us to continue to work with really good companies like the blazer from modus and mm-hmm. and and such um, we will one day mail out those winners packages right yeah so everything kind of went for shit when the valley caught on fire and um, then the province and then now <laughs> the province so uh our apologies to to the, the three there uh we, we've got the modus stuff here ready to rock uh, which I might just cough up and send send that ahead of time, and then when our shirts are off the printer, um, mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll we'll get those sent out behind. We'll we'll, we'll probably have an update on that next week. So, perfect. Yeah. Uh, any more for any more guys? Nope. Beautiful. It's good for me. Todd. Thanks everybody. Good night. Scott. Good night. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, stay safe. Stay geeky out there.